Hello and welcome to uh, another episode of Unranked with Logan Kelleher. Uh, this episode's a little bit late. Um, the only reason for that is actually an exciting reason. We are now to the point in the college football season when the college football playoff rankings are out and they are the primary focus of who's going to get into the college football playoff this year. Now, this is an exciting time for a lot of people, you know, some people like me. Uh, it's good to see your team in the rankings. It's good to see, you know, if you if you like to just uh, analyze the sport, you get to see what teams are getting in from lower conferences, and that's always pretty cool to see. But uh, like I do in every other episode, I'm going to go over briefly the scoreboard because most, most op- or it's most likely that all of you have already watched all the games have already watched sports center, watched the highlights. So you know what happened this week. Um, I'm still just going to go over it briefly. It was not a good week for top 25 teams where a lot of, a lot of them actually lost. There were, um, let me get the exact count for you. Yeah, seven seven ranked teams lost to a unranked team. And there were three games between two ranked teams, and in those games the higher seat the higher ranked team won. So so in total ten ranked teams lost this week. So we'll we'll get right into it. Started off on Thursday. It was uh Baylor versus West Virginia, and West Virginia cruised to a fifty eight fourteen victory. Uh, Will Greer, who, you know, is a great quarterback for West Virginia. The only downside is he he throws – he hasn't thrown a lot of interceptions. He's at about seven – yeah, he's at, he's at seven on the season, which is still pretty good because he's thrown 25 touchdowns and 2,000 yards, so he's still playing, still playing pretty good. But there's just been games where he turns it over too much and – this game that didn't happen. Three hundred fifty-three yards, three touchdowns. He also ran for a touchdown, his first of the season. Uh, on the season, he is he's uh, at negative sixty-seven rushing yards. So <laughs> definitely not a rusher, but got in for a touchdown there. And on Baylor's side, uh, that Jalen McClendon came into the game. Uh, Charlie Brewer threw three interceptions, completed one out of eight passes. Um. So West Virginia took care of them. Uh, Appalachian State was in the rankings for the first time this week. They they got blown out by Georgia Southern, a 34-14 to 14 loss for the Mountaineers. And for Georgia Southern, they are now, they're now 7-1. And they they ran the ball like they do. Uh, Shy Wirtz, the quarterback, 129 yards on the ground. Wesley Fields right behind him with 98 on the ground. And the two of them combi- combined for three rushing touchdowns. And then Shywertz also threw a 57-yard touchdown to Darian Anderson, the wide receiver, for Anderson's third catch of the year, second touchdown. Through eight games, that is that is a wild statistic. In Appalachian State, it was the quarterback struggling. Uh, Zach Thomas, their quarterback for the season, um, just one, one uh, attempted pass, completed for a loss of a yard, 
ran one time for five yards. Uh, and then Peyton Derrick and Jacob Huseman for Appalachian State combined for 11 completions out of 26 attempts, 140 yards, one touchdown as opposed to four interceptions. And Georgia Southern's defense was able to hold Appalachian State to 14 in the loss. Then on Friday, we had one ranked game. It was Utah uh, handling UCLA 41 to 10. Um, Tyler Huntley didn't really do a lot through the air, only 138 yards, had an interception, no touchdowns. But uh, Britton Covey, the wide receiver, threw a touchdown pass seven yards to Cole Fotheringham to the tight end. And they did most of their damage on the ground. Zach Moss, the running back, 211 yards, three touchdowns. Then Armand Shine had 22 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Uh, Wilton Spate, the transfer from Michigan, 20 of 40 for 164, two interceptions, no touchdowns. Um, so Utah, Utah takes care of UCLA there. Uh, then on to Saturday, uh, Clemson cruised past Florida State in a victory. It was Trevor Lawrence. I just talked about it the last episode. He uh, went to the air, 300 yards, four touchdowns, played pretty well. Uh, they didn't really have much of a ground game. Their leading rusher was Travis Etienne with 45 yards. So so there they go. They were able to uh, pass the ball well and get that easy victory. Then Wisconsin, Wisconsin lost to Northwestern 31-17. to Jack Cohn was in after Alex Hornibrook suffered a concussion. They He only had 158 yards passing, but they also held the nation's leading rusher, Jonathan Taylor, to 46 yards on the ground. So good good defensive play for the, for the Wildcats. Um, they were able to hold Wisconsin in this game, and Clayton Thorson, three interceptions, but did have three total touchdowns, two on the ground. Uh, Isaiah Bowser ran for 117. And ever since uh, Larkin went out for the season and had to medically retire, it's been a struggle for them to find anything running the ball, but good for them to finally get something in this game. Then we then we move on to Oklahoma. They, they handle Kansas State pretty well, 51-14. to 14. Uh, Kyler Murray, 300 300 more yards in the air, 352 to be exact, three touchdowns, added one on the ground. Kennedy Brooks ran for two touchdowns on five carries, totaled 94 yards. Next game uh, was South Florida losing to Houston, 36-57. to uh, Blake Barnett, uh, 263 through the air, touchdown and interception. Uh, Johnny Ford and Jordan Conkright, the two running backs, combined for three touchdowns, ran the ball pretty well, 106 and 73, uh, respectively for Johnny Ford and Jordan Conkright. Um, but it was just Houston who dominated on, on the offensive side. Uh, Derek King had over 500 total yards, seven total touchdowns, and he is... He's definitely tops in total touchdowns this year. Don't know. I don't know the exact number on that, but playing very well. So next game. Next game was the first ranked game of the week. 
uh, well, not first ranked game, but first game of two ranked teams. And I thought Florida had a chance in this, but Georgia handled them very well. Jake Fromm, 240 through the air, three touchdowns, no interceptions. And DeAndre Swift, 100 yards on and a touchdown on 12 carries. And Elijah Holyfield added 71. While on the other hand, Florida, Felipe Franks could only manage 105 yards, had a touchdown and an interception. He also ran for a touchdown, but LaMichael Piran, Jordan Scarlett had 62 and 56 yards. Georgia was able to hold Florida and they they get the victory. Next up is Iowa and Penn State. Um, Iowa got into the rankings after having a great start to the season. Penn State's been falling due to some recent struggles. A loss to Ohio State and a loss to Michigan State. But this game they take care of. They forced two interceptions from Nate Stanley, uh, who completed 18 out of 49 passes for 205 yards. So... Um, Penn State was able to force Nate Stanley to the air. Makai Sargent did have 91 yards, but Torn Young, their leading rusher, had 18. And nobody else did really much of anything for Iowa on the ground. While on Penn State's side, you know, Iowa, was, Iowa was able to hold them offensively too. But uh, Trace McSorley, another good game on the ground and through the air. Uh, 63 yards and a touchdown on the ground, 167 through the air with a touchdown and interception, and he as well, 11 of 25 in the game. Um, Tommy Stevens, the uh, backup quarterback, added a touchdown in the game for Penn State, and they were able to pull away and get a six-point victory. Next up was uh, Kentucky and Missouri. Kentucky wins again, um, continuing their – don't know if it's a surprise run, or or what, but uh, Terry Wilson, who is still yet to break a 1,000 yards even with this game, uh, passed for 267 through the air. He's at not, Yep, he's at 988 on the season, a touchdown and an interception. Benny Snell, though, was held under, 60, held under 100 yards, had 67. Uh, Wilson added 11 yards on the ground. Seam Rose added 11. So it was good defense for Missouri. And on their side, Demario Crockett and Larry Roundtree the third each had a touchdown on 46 and 45 yards. Um, Drew Locke, though, under 200 yards passing, no touchdowns, no interceptions. And it was actually uh, Terry Wilson completing completing a pass as time expired to win the game. It was, it was 9 to 14, and they threw the pass. It was to C.J. Conrad, the tight end, uh, senior tight end made the catch to win the game for the Wildcats. They advanced to 7-1. and one. Missouri falls to 4-4. Four and four. And cruising right along, Washington, uh, who's number 15, lost to unranked Cal. The Golden Bears um, did not have an offensive touchdown, but scored the uh, go-ahead touchdown, uh, intercepting a pass from Washington's backup quarterback, Jake Hayner, the uh, redshirt freshman who came in to uh, relieve Jake Browning, who was struggling. Um, and uh, Washington was also held to under 100 yards. Um, Miles Gaskin still not in. That was a key reason for their inability to get anything on offense. 
for the for the Bears, they they too were held under 100 yards rushing, under 200 yards passing, as was Washington. So very very non-offensive game. Um, but California pulled away. They won the game. It was it was the third third quarter interception nearing the end, and fourth quarter nothing nothing really went on except a field goal for Washington and. California gets the upset. Next up, a, a high-scoring game between North Carolina State and Syracuse. Syracuse pulls off that victory. It was a great game by Eric Dungy that helped that. In a game where both quarterbacks, though, threw for over 400 yards, Ryan Finley for North Carolina State, 473, three touchdowns and an inter- interception through the air. Eric Dungy, 411 through the air and three touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, three running, uh, three players scored rushing touchdowns for, for Syracuse. It was Dante Strickland. Eric Dungy and Jarvion Howard. And for North Carolina State, it was Reggie Gillespie and Brady Bodine, who each had a touchdown. But North Carolina State under 100 yards rushing, and Syracuse was under 100 yards as well. 68 for North Carolina State and 81 for Syracuse. But Again, 473 for North Carolina State and 480 for Syracuse because Syracuse had uh, Tommy DeVito and Dante Strickland each make completions in the game while North Carolina State played Ryan Finley the whole game. So North Carolina State falling two two losses in a row, uh, first one to Clemson and now to Syracuse. So interesting where the, how their season will play out. And Washington State... Moving on to the second game between two ranked teams. It was the uh, Washington State Cougars over the Stanford Cardinal. 41-38, Gardner Minshew, 438 yards, three touchdowns. That's good to keep him number one in college football. And he is the first quarterback to break 3,000 yards passing. So good for him. Uh, We'll see if he can continue that. And then... On the ground, they only had 59 rushing yards, but James Williams, their running back, uh, ran for 30 yards and two touchdowns. While on Stanford's side, it was KJ Costello who played a pretty sound game through the air. He uh, was 34-43 for 323 yards and four touchdowns, no interceptions, and had 19 rushing yards, which isn't that good. Um, It's not really nothing to mention, but uh, he is... He's been in the negatives all year rushing the football, actually last in the Pac-12 in rushing. Um, interesting fact there, I guess. But uh was positive on the ground. But Bryce Love, who was a Heisman candidate last year, been struggling on the season, had uh, 71 yards today. But that's been a common theme for Stanford and why they're at 5-3 and three right now because they have not been able to, to, to develop a ground game. So we'll see how the season pans out for them. And then another game where a ranked team lost, it was Texas A&M losing to Mississippi State. In this game, uh, Kellen Mond, 232 yards, 23 of 46 completions, uh, good for exactly 50%, a touchdown and a interception in the game. Um, Travion Williams, the second leading rusher in the SEC held a 26 yards rushing in the game. So Mississippi State's defense played well. Uh, Nick Fitzgerald had a had a solid passing game, 
uh, put him over a thousand yards for the season. Uh, two forty-one through the air, two touchdowns, added eighty-eight yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, in a very defensive game, but Mississippi State pulls away, wins twenty-eight to thirteen. Both teams are now five and three. Uh, and then a then a surprise um, for me at least, but probably not for a lot of people. It was Texas and Oklahoma State, and um, both quarterbacks. Um, had two rushing touchdowns. Taylor Cornelius had one more passing touchdown, though. Um, Ellinger, four total touchdowns. And Taylor Cornelius, five total touchdowns. Um, and Oklahoma State won the game 38-35. to It was Taylor Cornelius running for his second touchdown with 5.44 left in the game that made it a 10 point game and Texas was only able to score a touchdown after that. And Oklahoma state held on for the victory. Uh, next, next game up Notre Dame continues their winning against Navy Ian book three thirty through the air, two touchdowns, one interception only missed six uh, pass attempts, 27 to 33. So if an efficient game for him minus the interception, but then Dexter Williams, 142 yards on the ground, three touchdowns, and Jafar Armstrong added 52 and a touchdown to help Navy win the game. For Navy, it was obviously a strong rushing performance. Malcolm Perry had 133 yards. Um, Mike Martin, the uh, a fullback for them, they used multiple, added a touchdown. And Zach Aby, the red zone QB that they've been using, um, listed as a wide receiver on the CBS Sports app, but uh, added two touchdowns on four attempts, three yards total. And one more game, Oregon gets blown out by Arizona, 44-15. to 15. Uh, Herbert under 200 yards passing, and Oregon as a team held to under 100 yards, while Khalil Tate threw three touchdowns. J.J. Taylor ran for 212 and two scores. And Arizona, the Wildcats, advanced to four and five, while Oregon falls to five and three. So those were the games of the ranked teams. And looking looking back over to see what else happened. Um, not sure much of anything of too much importance. Um, Kansas got their third win of the season, previously three wins in all of the last three seasons combined. Um, interesting game happened, uh, in Utah, uh, Northern Illinois beat BY, beat BYU seven to six. Very, very low scoring game. Um, Northern Illinois won that game. Um, with only 204 total yards as opposed to BYU's 301. Um, both teams played poorly on third down, 3 of 14 and 3 of 15. Northern Illinois the first and BYU the latter. But an interesting game there. I don't I don't know how many people pay attention to them, but I thought that was interesting. And then another interesting game, Cincinnati wins after losing to Temple in overtime last week, they go into overtime again, and this time they beat uh, Southern Methodist University to advance to 7-1. and one. Uh, Desmond Ritter, 
Um, I got to shut up about these quarterbacks not being able to pass because he proved me wrong too. He passed for 352 yards on 50 attempts, two touchdowns, two interceptions. And this game, he, or actually, no, it was an interception um, that won the game for Cincinnati. Uh, Ben Hicks was intercepted in overtime, returned all the way for a touchdown on Cincinnati's side. And uh, Utah State puts up 61. One of the best scoring offenses in the college football landscape. Uh, Quarterback Jordan Love passed for 400 yards, 448 on 23 attempts, four touchdowns, and added a rushing touchdown. So good performance for him to advance his team to seven, seven and one. Um, San Jose State gets their first one of the season, 50 to 37 over UNLV. And and then Fresno State wins 50 to 20 over Hawaii. Um, and those are all the games of importance last week, the ones that I thought needed mentioned. So now, the reason I delayed this episode so much was due to the college football playoff rankings coming out and kind of do want to do a comparison with the AP poll. So first off the AP poll, uh, Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, LSU, Michigan, all retain their spots one through five, uh, Georgia and Oklahoma move up one, to six and seven after Texas lost. Texas is now 15th. Uh, Ohio State jumps to eight from 11th. Uh, UCF goes from 10th to 9th. Washington State goes 14th to 10th. Kentucky goes 12th to 11th. West Virginia goes 13th to 12th. And Florida down to 13 after their loss. Uh, Penn State up to 14 after their win from 17. Texas at 15, like I said. Utah goes all the way to 16 from being ranked 23rd. Houston goes into the rankings for the first time, as they should at 17, as does Utah State at 18. Iowa falls to 19 after being ranked 18th due to a close loss to a um, a Penn State team in the same area of the rankings as them. Fresno State and Mississippi State jump into the rankings at 20 and 21. Mississippi State has been hopping in and out while Fresno State gets their first uh, ranking of the season. Syracuse um, in at 22nd after their beating, uh, after they beat North Carolina State. Uh, Virginia into the rankings again. Boston College in again. And Texas A&M fell to 25th. So they stay in the rankings, but fall nine spots. And then others receiving votes. Washington, 12, 12 votes under Texas A&M at 120. And then Northwestern at 86. Georgia Southern at 62. So we'll see if those teams keep winning and maybe pop into the rankings themselves. So going on to some differences between the playoff rankings, um, there's not really much differences in the top five. That's I'll just do this uh, in increments of five. In the top five for the AP poll, it's Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, LSU, and Michigan. While in the playoff rankings, it is... Alabama, Clemson, and then LSU and Notre Dame are switched, and then Michigan at five. 
And I agree with that because if you look just at body work, yes, Notre Dame is undefeated, but they haven't really beat any tough opponents this year so far. Uh, they've they've really just just gone just gone down the course of the teams they played. They did beat Michigan, who's ranked fifth. That is a key victory, but barely edged out Ball State, barely edged out Vanderbilt, um, barely edged out Pittsburgh. They had wins over Stanford and Virginia Tech, but those teams are both struggling. So going to be interesting to see. They have Northwestern, Florida State, Syracuse, and USC. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can hold on to this ranking. I think, I think Northwestern, Florida. Uh, Northwestern and Syracuse definitely have the ability to upset them. For USC and Florida State, it just depends on if those two teams have a good game. And then LSU, their body of work, they've they have won. A, they have definitely had some significant wins. They beat at the time number eight ranked Miami. Um, Miami, Florida is now struggling, so that's not as an important win. But they beat they beat Auburn when when they're ranked seventh. They beat there they lost to Florida by eight. Uh, who who Florida is a still pretty high ranked team. They beat Georgia by twenty. They beat Mississippi State, and they play Alabama next week. So we'll see what LSU can do next week. And regardless of that game, I think LSU will stay up high. I don't think an Alabama loss would entirely hurt them i do think it would probably take them out of the playoffs or or maybe not even that we'll just see how the rest of the season goes so then next ap has georgia oklahoma ohio state ucf and washington state sixth through tenth while in the playoff rankings it is georgia and oklahoma at six and seven but Instead of it being Ohio State, UCF, Washington State, it is Washington State, Kentucky, and Ohio State. So Washington State and Ohio State flip positions, UCF out of the top 10, Kentucky fills fills that void. Um, And I I do like that. Georgia's only loss was to LSU, so they, but, and they've been, they've been having a pretty good season. They just beat Florida. They deserve that. Oklahoma's been cruising to victories. Their offense has been high, high powered. Uh, Texas still in the rankings. They're not. In t- they're not out of it after their loss. Uh, Washington State has actually been winning some games, and Kentucky, the same for them. Um, and Ohio State, and then eleven through fifteen in the AP poll: Kentucky, West Virginia, Florida, Penn State, and Texas. And for the playoff rankings, it's Florida, UCF, West Virginia, Penn State, and Utah. So Kentucky was higher. Um, UCF lower in the in the college football playoff poll. Uh, Florida is up from 13 to 11 in the playoff poll. UCF down, of course. Um, West Virginia, Penn State, or Penn State is the same ranking, while West Virginia is down one. And Utah 
is in 15 while being 16th in the AP poll. And a little bit less comparison. I'll just go on, on with the rest of the playoff rankings. Uh, Iowa at 16 as opposed to 19 in the AP poll. Texas 17 as opposed to 15 in the AP poll. Mississippi State is 18th in the playoff rankings as opposed to 21st in the AP poll. Syracuse 19 in the college football playoff and 22nd in the AP. Texas A&M 20th in the playoff rankings. While in the AP poll, they are in the 25th spot. Uh, North Carolina State at 21st in the playoff rankings, while not being in the in the uh, AP poll. Um, Boston College, uh, 22nd as opposed to 24th in the AP poll. Fresno State, 23rd in the playoff rankings, 20th in the AP poll, so they're lower. Iowa State 24th in the AP or in the college football poll and not even ranked in the AP. Um, and then Virginia 25th in the playoff rankings as opposed to 23rd in the AP poll. So a lot of differences between the two. It was kind of scattered of my in my analysis of that, but um, definitely definitely some teams there that are higher and lower, like I mentioned. Uh, but yeah, this is what we get into with the rest of the season. We got some, we'll have some good competition and some teams will be trying to prove themselves and go looking ahead to next week. There was already a game Tuesday. There are two games Tuesday night. So I guess I can just go over them now. Uh, Kent state beat Bowling green and Buffalo beat Miami. Um, in the Miami-Buffalo game, I should mention that real quick, Gus Ragland, four total touchdowns, 300 yards through the air, 53 on the ground. Uh, three of the touchdowns came from on the ground for him. And then for Buffalo, Tyree Jackson, 358 through the air, three touchdowns, 22 yards on the ground, and three touchdowns. So six total touchdowns for Tyree Jackson and four total touchdowns for Gus Ragland in a 51-42 to victory for Buffalo. But uh, some more Mac action the rest of the week. Uh, Wednesday night, which is the night of when I'm posting this, uh, Ball State will travel to Toledo. Toledo's favored in that game. And then some more Mac action tomorrow. And uh, 12th-ranked UCF hosts Temple. Going to see if they can up their rankings. Um, Friday, Virginia hosts Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh gave Notre Dame troubles, so should be a – Good game there. And on Saturday, Iowa State uh, travels to Kansas. Kansas trying to trying to get that fourth win, try to keep this, keep the hopes of getting into a bowl game alive for themselves. Uh, Syracuse travels to Wake Forest, uh, favored in that one. Clemson hosts Louisville. Uh, Clemson heavy favorites in that game, 38-point favorites. For them, uh, Wisconsin has a bounce back game, as most would say, against a struggling Rutgers team. 28 point favorites in that. Uh, Texas A&M travels to Auburn. Auburn is favored in that game while being unranked. Uh, we'll see if Texas A&M keeps the ranking. They are ranked 20th. Uh, then Ohio State hosts Nebraska. They had a bye week after losing a tough road game to Purdue in which they got blown out 
Um, so it will be interesting to see what Nebraska can do against them or what they can stop Nebraska from doing. Moving on in the day, a 3.30 game, at least in the Eastern time zone. Uh, number nine, Kentucky hosts number six, Georgia, and Georgia is favored in that game. But that is that is the most common theme and will happen later in the day. There's another top, actually top five matchup in the SEC. Uh, next up, North Carolina State at num- ranked uh, rank 21st hosts Florida State. They're nine point favorites in that. Texas hosts West Virginia. They are two-point favorites in that, so that should be a good game from the Big 12. Uh, Purdue hosts Iowa, so Purdue has a chance to upset another Big 10 championship contender. Then uh, Cincinnati will have a tough one at home against Navy. Um, See if they can keep winning. Boston College will travel to Virginia Tech. They are favored in that game, but only by two points. Michigan hosts Penn State. They're 10, 10 and a half point favorites in that one. And then Florida hosts Missouri, six point favorites in that one. Utah travels to Arizona State. They're favored by seven in that one. Uh, Notre Dame travels to Northwestern. And I think this could be could be the biggest upset of the day. There will, will probably be probably be a few. That's just how college football works. There were seven last week, at least with ranked teams. Um, but Northwestern at home. They are nine-point underdogs, but see if they can pull it off. Um, Mississippi State hosting Louisiana Tech. They are favored by 23 points in that one. Uh, Oklahoma will be on the road against Texas Tech. Oklahoma's 13.5-point favorites, but Texas Tech does have a high-powered offense through the air, not as much through the ground, but will definitely be a high-scoring game, and honestly... It could come down to the last possession. Um, it has it has been like that for the past couple seasons, at least with Texas Tech, not specifically this game between the two teams. But the next game and the game of the week, number one Alabama on the road against number three LSU. And for for just the you know, the excitement of college football, I hope that LSU pulls off that home victory. Again, sorry if you're an Alabama fan, but we other fans like to see other teams play, you know? <laughs> and then Fresno's in the night games, if you stay up for them at 1030 and 1045, at least Eastern time. So if you're so if you're over there in the in in the West and you live in California, you'll be able to watch it at a reasonable time. But uh, number 23, Fresno State on the road against UNLV, but favored by 25 in that game. And Washington State hosts Cal. They are 10-point favorites in that game. So, so definitely a another good week of college football. It's probably going to shape, shape out to be. Um, there's a few games of ranked, ranked teams playing each other, uh, specifically in the SEC. Um, there is a Big Ten matchup, though. And just be a very, very interesting week in college football. And I think I may end this one here. We're not quite at 40 minutes, but I just want to say thank you for listening to the podcast so much. Um, I don't know if everybody who listens is the same listeners each week or if it's, uh, 
different people every time, but you know, numbers aren't high, but they're definitely passing my expectations. So thank you. If you're listening to this, if you listen to the whole thing, thank you even more. Uh, it's something I've been wanting to do for a while and I'm glad I get to do it finally. Um, and I hope to make it better and I hope you keep listening. So that's going to do it for me. Again, this one's a little bit short, but just don't want it to be as scripted. And I guess this is what it's going to turn into be. So, um, that's that. I hope again, I hope you watch some football this week. Uh, tune into the Alabama LSU game, tune into the Georgia Kentucky game, tune into the Penn state Michigan game. Those games are definitely going to be pretty good games, probably close games. Um, I hope your team wins whatever team you support. I hope they, if they're in the rankings, I hope they stay there. Uh, inched closer to the four top spots that everybody wants. Um, so hope UCF can finally get in there. Let's root for the underdog. But yeah, it's going to do it for me. Um, in this episode of Unranked with Logan Kelleher, thank you for listening. And I will be back next Wednesday with another episode. That's what, that's when they're going to be the rest of the season. I want to be able to, uh, wait till the college football playoff rankings come out so I can talk about them with you guys. So thank you for listening and I will see you or I will talk to you next week. Thank you and goodbye.